Hey everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 132, How to Be a Good Human in the Woods. On this episode, we talk about trail etiquette, explaining the whys of these unwritten rules and how they offer you value on the trail. Are there wrongs and rights of hiking? How to avoid making these common known do's and don'ts in being a good human in the woods. We give you our own list of common trail etiquette, including divulging how we really feel about dogs and crowds. Which one of these do you most relate to when you are backpacking? If you have your own written rules on the trail, please join in on that discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and come in chime in on the discussion come hang out with us and be part of a community yeah as a matter of fact speaking of our trust the trail facebook group we will be doing a live thanksgiving show on thanksgiving at one o'clock eastern standard time we will be cooking thanksgiving dinner with a pocket rocket Yes, you heard that right. We will be cooking ham, An entire spread. potatoes, corn, gravy, all on a pocket rocket and an alcohol stove. So for people that don't think you can cook gourmet out on the trail in the backcountry, we're cooking an entire Thanksgiving dinner. That's Thursday on our Facebook podcast page. Our, our community group page. So come on and join our Facebook podcast community group and watch the live show. We're, it's going to be a blast. It's one o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So the holidays actually really got us thinking about kind of lightening things up a little bit. Um, and then, of course, <laughs> we're trying to lighten things up and and just do a little kind of a a little bit more of a fun podcast and then we're like okay we're gonna throw rules at you we're gonna lighten it up and we're gonna right. throw a rule at you right. <laughs> you must this act this way on the trail seems contradictory to me <laughs> but uh we wanted to bring to you a little bit of a lighter podcast um and we thought this would be a good topic uh to throw out to the group uh, for some group involvement after you listen. Um, just some basic trail etiquette. I think everybody has pet peeves out there and it's good to kind of understand the whys behind the pet peeves so you know how to avoid them so that you don't piss your fellow hikers off. Well, I think there's like unwritten rules. Um, most of them are unwritten rules. Absolutely. Um, some of them are leave no trace rules. Um, but then other ones are like, oh, common sense rules <laughs> where, you know, like if your dog. Do is, we really need to talk about this? If your dog <laughs> is eating my ramen noodles out of my um, pot, I, that may be breaking a, an unwritten rule. I, I, I don't know. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about some common sense stuff. And some other stuff that you've probably heard before, uh, but most of it's common sense <laughs> stuff. But, um, you know, you'd be surprised when we're on the trail what, what we see and what we hear. So, um, yeah, so let's have some fun. <laughs> so uh, our first etiquette uh, is nobody ever got anywhere by taking shortcuts. 
Your mama so, says it all the time. Don't like, take a shortcut. Sounds like my grandfather. <laughs> you know, when I was a young lad, don't take shortcuts in life. Back in my day, I had to. <laughs> Back in my day. We all know about the snow and the hill and the, the five miles uphill both ways. Uh, but it's very, it's very, it, it's so true on the trail. Um Hiking can become kind of tedious and long sometimes, uh, but nothing drives me crazy. Well, actually, there's a few things that we're going to get into that later, but I, I don't enjoy seeing the massively eroded uh, trails that are like literally three feet away from the switchback. Oh, I know. that. That's it the drives thing. me crazy. That's the thing. So we, look at it. It's kind of like the... You know, the devil tempting you on the shoulder when you've got like a bunch of switchbacks yeah. and you can see the trail right below you. And then, you know, you can see kind of like the shortcut trail. <laughs> and then you look around and you're like, is anybody really out here? But is anybody watching me about to don't do it? let the devil tempt you? Because what it does is that when it rains or it really, really uh, pours and you get that mountain, um, you get that mountain hard rain, sometimes it rains, you know, quite a few, you know, two, three, four inches up there. Um, it, it, that acts as just a river and eventually it completely erodes that part of the switchback. So um, it, well, even you're tempted, but you're also doing eco damage yes. to that part of the trail um so erosion is extremely uh difficult to stop once it started so if you minimize your impact of of making it worse or even starting it you're really preserving the sustainability of our trail system and really you're protecting the the these fragile eco you know ecosystems within the trail uh, that are really working together to make the wilderness what it is that that we love. Don't take the shortcut in life. <laughs> Don't walk around the mud pits. Go ahead and jump on in. We we all kids love mud pits, but as humans walking a trail, we're like, I don't want to get my boots muddy. Oh, oh yeah, oh, God forbid. I, I don't want to get wet. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's like the kid comes out of us when we're on the trail, and God all of a sudden we forget about those mud puddles. out on the trail. <laughs> That's other than I Royale, where it wasn't really mud. It was more like a, just a, a river, a creek, a creek or stream on the trail. So uh, another very, very common uh, etiquette out there, but often very misunderstood is yield to uphill hikers. Yeah, there's nothing worse than um, stopping a uh, fellow hiker when they're climbing uphill and clearly it is a steep climb or a long climb and they don't have happy face. <laughs> this is the wrong time to ask them the five backpacking questions. <laughs> Where'd you start from? Where are you going? What's your pack weight? <laughs> how, many, how, how many miles did you hike today? Do not they, get involved in an in-depth conversation. <laughs> yeah, this is the worst time to actually uh, stop that hiker more like it's just a, hey, man, how's it going? Good. <laughs> and then that's why you don't want to stop and have an in-depth conversation with them. So just let them. So the uphill hiker always has the right away. Always. And often the uphill hiker is going to challenge that. Go be like, no, no, it's OK. You go right ahead because they're trying to catch their breath. But at least offer them that ability to deny you 
the, the offering them the right away because let's face it elevation takes a lot more energy and it's harder to stop and go stop and go stop and go when you're when you're needing to like push through that momentum so the truth is is that when i'm hiking uphill and a hiker is hiking downhill and we cross and the hiker downhill says no man hey no hey no uh, i'll wait no go go ahead you can you can you know you can rest or i say no go ahead come down it's a lie I'm actually just waiting for that person to say, okay, thanks. So <laughs> I can, I can catch my breath, but really and truly, if you, if you gain, if you're like in a zone and you're really hitting that uphill, man, and, and you want to get up, you just don't want to stop. It just kind of prolongs the pain a little bit. <laughs> prolongs and, the pain. Uh, you know, <laughs> sometimes so, that's exactly so when how the it downhill is. says, you know, when the, when you, when you meet a downhiller and you're going uphill, uh, it's always good for the downhill uh, person just to kind of step away and say, hey, come on, come on up, man. You know, your hike is a little bit harder than uh, mine going downhill right now, and you don't have happy face. Yeah. So it, it's just a good etiquette on the trail to do. Just think about it as a yield sign, uh, essentially. Um, also, uh, just a kind of a rule out there that not many people may know, uh, but you really should yield to horses, it's well, common knowledge. I mean, you're not going to fight a horse. They're, they're bigger on than the you trail. are. They're going to take you down anyway, so you might as well back up just a few inches. So that's one of the things that um, it's it's kind of um, it, it's not really a rule. It's not an unwritten rule in the backpacking or hiking community, but it sure is in the horse or equestrian community that these horses are on these trails. And I can tell you. Um, well, and we've seen this firsthand. Um, there were many times when I've been backpacking in Southern Illinois on the river to river trail. That's the first one that comes to mind where I did run in to some horses, big horses, and they didn't like the backpack. They horses generally do not like the backpack. So if you're on a trail and you see horses coming, step off the trail and stand still slow movement slow movement don't wave your arms. this they, goes for all stock animals yeah they don't like the backpack and so we had a situation in big south fork where we came across some um riders and um one of uh the people that were backpack backpacking with didn't have their dog on the leash and uh those people almost fell off uh, their horse not only did we have backpacks on running after the dog um the horses were like oh what the hell <laughs> well backpacks, <laughs> and they were really scared yeah backpacks are making you look a lot larger than you are um uh and the size proportion is, is is very off so um equal to that though uh this is always a complicated scenario on the trail but threes a crowd Ingrain that in your head. Three is a crowd. So you let's say you have a party of 10. That's a nice even number. A party of 10 uh, come, you know, trampling down the trail. We're on even trail, right? So there's no, there's no elevation or decline here. And then you have, you know, two hikers or an individual hiker. Well, what do you do? What, what do you do? And, and that is often, it, it kind of, it's kind of like you have to read the room a little bit, right? But there is a true etiquette behind it. Let individuals pass. So as a larger group, step off to the side to the smaller group to let them pass. 
It seems a little counterintuitive, though, because now you have 10 people trampling off the trail for one individual to pass. I always like to play chicken on the trail. <laughs> you know, like where you see, you see the other group come in, you're with your group. I'm like, I'm not moving. I'm going to run Just right gonna... into them until. No, um, it, it, trail etiquette is this, is that, you know, if you're in a group and a group is coming towards you and you're by yourself or, you know, you're with a, another person, it's usually the smaller of the two groups usually kind of step aside and let the larger group pass. That's kind of like the unwritten rule. Nobody really, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a give and take, but yeah, read the room, read the room, (laughs) you know, or, or, or play chicken. Yeah. (laughs) Or play chicken. (laughs) Depending on your mood that day. But you know, like normally um, when we're out backpacking and we see like, you know, like Boy Scouts. Or, I just or, let them pass. I, I just, I just move over. They're usually like a, kind of like a, a train uh, coming. <laughs> usually about twelve people, or or maybe it's you know even you know six people, a family, or 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 whatever. I, I let them pass. It's just it's good trail politeness and <laughs> etiquette. I don't need to bump. You know, like a, a 12 year old off the trail because, you know, <laughs> you're, my old ass <laughs> wants to get to the trailhead. You know, I mean, it, it's just it's just it's just politeness uh, when you see another group and eh, just kind of move over and let the group go. I was on uh, the only time I I really struggled with that concept is uh, I was ending my hike on the Kalalau Trail and the last like, you know, the last two miles are nothing but an endless line of, of slow hikers, just lollygagging, taking photos, stopping right on the trail. And I spent more time stationary for the last two miles trying to catch a flight out that day. Uh, but it, you know, it, it can get a little, uh, a little tedious sometimes when you have large, large groups, but for the most part, you don't encounter that that often out on the trail. You know, it reminds me of the Seinfeld episode where George Costanza is oh, yeah. in <laughs> the apartment and someone yells fire and he bumps the old lady off the walker <laughs> and bumps all the kids out of the way and runs to the door to get out. Don't be a George Costanza. Don't be a George. That's what we should say. Don't be a George Costanza on the trail. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. All right. Uh. Another uh, piece of, of etiquette uh, that's on our on our top list is early bird gets the worm each and every time. There's there's nothing there's nothing more unsettling. Uh. If you are the last hiker in the group and this and happens all the time <laughs> you <laughs> repetitively time after time you finally get up that uphill and you see your party waiting for you and you're like oh gosh okay I can rest now and you and you take that mm-hmm. moment and you just like exhale and your party's like all right let's get going <laughs> <laughs> right 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 so so we we run across this all the time and it's it's easy to forget so you know you've been you're gonna take a break you're waiting for your party to catch up with you and you start gabbing and you've had about a 10 minute rest and you're like okay blah 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 and uh, for us uh, Dino our dog is Dino Dino would be like let's go people you know, it's been 10 minutes. Well, we, we do. And then the other person finally comes up to you and you're like, okay, let's go. And they look, they give you a look of horror. Like what the hell? I just made it up here. It 
can be really, really discouraging for uh, the last in line, whether they are uh, a little bit more uh, of, of a methodical hiker, uh, perhaps their pace is slower than yours or the groups, perhaps they are just kicking back and taking photographs, but still be respectful of the slowest one in the group regardless. You know, Scott and I hike in a lot of group environments and it, it is very easy for Scott to forget. Oh, I, I forget all the time. I, I'm so like, guilty of it. He's like bolting the minute he sees you. He's like, I'm going to the finish line. Uh, but it but it is a polite thing when you're when you're hiking in a group environment. So, so if you take a 10 minute break waiting for somebody else to get to your group, then offer them the 10 minute break too. Now, does that mean you're taking a 20 now? Yeah, that means you're taking a 20, but it's good etiquette on the trail. Right, right. Absolutely. Uh, don't stranger danger a fellow hiker. I get this all the time in my line of work, uh, stranger danger, because I work with dogs, right? And uh, I know it's a little off topic, uh, but I, I, I walk into a, 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 a group of dogs and, you know, in a, in a different facility, the dogs don't know me and they, uh, you know, they all swarm me in and they start barking excessively at me. And it, it, I always think I'm like stranger danger. This is like my, I always think they think, you know, uh, they, they're like stranger danger. Oh my gosh, here she comes. Like, I don't know who you are. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go after you, but not everybody out there, uh, is, is that stranger danger alert. With the rare exception, obviously, you know, when you feel uncomfortable. But for the most part, briefly chatting up other hikers is 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 good etiquette. It's polite. Um, it's it's considerate, but really it's intended it's a good safety measure to talk to people, particularly when you're passing them from an alternate direction. And the reason for that is because it really does link you to some very vital information that you can get uh, further on the trail. So they're just coming from where you need to go. Pull information from them. Discuss it. Talk about, uh, you know, the weather. Uh, uh, you know, they may they may uh, be closer to the trailhead or just starting and you need an updated weather report. Trail conditions are huge. Uh, different navigation aspects that may be challenging up ahead. Uh, water sources, that kind of thing. Those are those are good things to discuss when out there and they become a safety measure and a source of information for you. So, yeah, a couple things uh, come to mind. Uh, the very first thing is that. Um, and Ariane were, and I were talking about this before uh, the podcast was that if every single cool hiker and backpacker could just say not could just not say this one phrase, which would be you hiking alone. If we <laughs> the banjos are playing in the background, could, if none of us could ever say that, then when we get when someone actually asks us, we know they are not in our hiking backpacking community. Like we know right away. So if all of us could never ask that question ever, you hiking alone, um, then that way when we, we finally hear that, we're good. So I, and I think that's one of the common sense unwritten rules that if you're hiking out there, and you run into somebody, and I don't care, female, male, it doesn't make any difference. Don't 
Don't ask them if they're hiking alone. That's almost as bad as pulling up in a black car in front of a neighborhood and saying, hey, kids, you want some candy? I mean, just don't say that. Those That's an inappropriate thing to say <laughs> on the trail. Um, and But but it's kind of funny because you know, we actually had somebody ask. Um, it was uh, Mountain Joe. Mountain Joe. Mountain Joe. That he was living <laughs> Epic in Mountain Joe. <laughs> he was living in an AT shelter, and we ran across Mountain Joe. And he actually said he actually said this statement to one of the people that we were hiking with. He actually said, "You got a pretty mouth." And we all were like, "Okay, it's time to back up." <laughs> okay, Mountain Joe. Good, good, good to see you. It can be very uncomfortable sometimes. Uh, it just for... common sense stuff not to say. Exactly, and I think that you can really. Again, read the room uh, and uh, trust your gut on this. But for the most part, um, engaging with like small hiker chat uh, can actually build more resources for you than not. And it's just generally we're all polite out there. Or like, hey, how's it going? Are you having a great hike? Yes. Okay. See you later. You don't have to Bye. sit there and you know get their life story. Give them a nod. Yeah. You, yeah. Give them a nod. Say you hello. Don't need to Be like, friendly. You know. But don't, 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 you hiking alone? Don't, don't say that. <laughs> All right. This is my favorite one. Don't hit people in the face with tree branches. <laughs> this, this, this may be common sense. <laughs> I think that would be common sense. This is, so in, in some aspects, being smacked in the face with a tree branch because you're too close to the next hiker. It's a rite of passage. It's kind of like the movie uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty where, you know, he's getting smacked in in the face right, as right. a rite of passage to be able to pass over into the next. Yeah, but in reality, when you're tailgating another hiker <laughs> and they go through a debris field and there's a lot of low-lying branches, um, this is where you're going to learn – that maybe you shouldn't be tailgating another hiker <laughs> because it's easy to forget when you take your arm and you push a branch forward so you can get through it and you let that baby go and then person behind you you hear ouch and you turn around and they're holding their eye <laughs> so just be aware of tailgating um one of the biggest pet peeves i have with my dog is that when we are out on the trail very often when we are hiking, when we are taking people out on the trail, I have to actually tailgate or I have to, I have to be the caboose because my dog will hike on my heels. And if I don't check him, he will go. He, he doesn't know whether he wants to lead or be in the middle, but but he seems like he has this issue with he wants to be in front, but he can't his little doggy legs can't go that fast. <laughs> and so he he but then he realizes you. that that he'd rather be hiking with somebody back there for a little bit. And he goes back and forth and intermingles in oh between. God, and it yeah. drives me crazy watching that because I feel like it's so inefficient for the other hikers. And they're 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 trying to be kind and polite be like oh cute little dog you know yeah. uh adorable but in reality he's tripping everybody oh, and he it's... hikes on their heels and so you know poor dino gets their cams got mud all over his face <laughs> so i have to hike and i have to be the caboose and i have to put dino behind me because dino won't walk past me whether if i'm leading or if i'm behind he will not walk past me but um but it's either or and so that's one of the things that 
you know, you have to be careful. Don't tailgate. Don't, <laughs> Don't tailgate. tailgate because it's not going to end well for somebody. And I think it's always a polite thing to do um, as uh, the lead of the pack. Um, if you are the one trailblazing up ahead, perhaps wait out for major trail hazards, but kindly just politely look back let somebody know that an obstacle is in their way or something that is going to be rather alarming um, up ahead. Just give them a little, uh, you know, quick trail hazard up ahead kind of uh, heads up. It's polite, uh, including that rattlesnake that's under that that, that log so they yeah. don't step on the rattlesnake. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, right. That's good. That's good trail etiquette. You know, if you see something that is uh like we had gotten uh, that one person when we were on the uh we were hiking some track i can't remember where we were and they're like hey by the way there's a yellow jacket nest yeah and so you know things like that little tips and if you know if if you see something then let your other fellow hiker know if you see something say, say something, something. <laughs> i didn't want to say that but yeah on the trail if you if you see something <laughs> Just let your other fellow hiker know that's coming, that you're passing by. Hey, by the way, um, yeah, um, that's a hazard, you know, so. <laughs> Heads up. <laughs> uh, a another good a source of, uh, you know, trail etiquette is offer ample space out in this vast wilderness <laughs> that you're trying to enjoy. Uh, I mean, we are we are literally going into the woods where there's nothing but space. But people have to camp right on top of you. But yet, somehow, we have to group together and stand on top of each other and be as tight as we can be. I don't know what it is, if it's natural inclination, if it's if it's a comfort thing, but be respectful. Now, now being together in groups is one thing. But when you come across a group that is not your own or individuals that are not your own, offer them a respectable space. Not everybody likes you in their little bubble. That's why I get so jealous of a hammock. The hammock setups. And I look at them like, oh, that guy's way out there, man. And he's on a hill. And that's just, you know, he's all by himself. And. So, yeah, we, we do notice that sometimes with um, groups and even with, with your group. The one thing you want to make sure is that you're not creating a larger impact of that campground. And so, yeah, in some camp areas, especially in the wilderness, if it's a, if it's a smaller space, yeah, you do kind of want to try to set your tents up a little bit closer so you're not creating a larger impact. But normally, I'm trying to give everybody a little... A little space you know you don't have to butt up right you you know you're not you don't have to you don't have to share um tent stakes you know if you're sharing a tent stake <laughs> you might be a little close. too close uh but but really that goes in with other people that are you know not in your group uh as well and, and more respectful to those that you may be coming into an environment where it's a you know more of a crowded area. Uh, same goes for the shelters. You know, don't don't set your bag on top of theirs, thinking you're planning on snuggling with them. I you know kind of ask and give that respectful space because at the end of the day, we're really all out there to enjoy the space and the solitude. And I and I think I think it's a polite thing to it offer. It is, but but asking for respectful 
respectful fa- space in an AT shelter is asking a lot. True, 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 <laughs> that, true. That's that's huge high expectations. <laughs> that is that is a very valid point. Uh, or you know, just don't. It, it's go usually, in there. can you move your arm off my face? <laughs> that's pretty much. That's pretty much it. That is how I met. Uh, my hiking partner when I was out on the trail is I pretty much slept on top of her and we got to know each other very quickly (laughs) and we started hiking together. So, I mean, in some cases it can lend to some good things, but uh, in most cases, uh, you know, give, give ample space in this vast wilderness of ours. Um, On that note, also uh, quiet, please. Uh, we are out there to enjoy the solitude and because the wilderness offers a, a very stillness and a quietness, things amplify. Um, so voices project louder than you think they do in the woods because there is so much quietness out there. Um, it's particularly when you're hiking in canyons, um, or, you know, deeper, deeper into areas that are going to echo off of that rock. Be very considerate of, of respectful space. I think the biggest thing with that is that, look, you're out there to, to, you know, enjoy nature and nature has a whole lot of sounds that you want to hear. And I really don't want to listen to your playlist. Um, on yeah. your iPhone or, yeah. or, you know, whatever you got out there. I, I don't want to listen to it, although it may be a great playlist. It may rock. I don't want to listen to that because that's, you know, I'm out there to, to listen, listen to, to nature. Sounds. Yeah. So I think that's kind of a big thing. I think um, the only time you really need to yell uh, in a canyon uh, as if, if if you're lost. <laughs> and or you, you have, need help. You have like one more, you have like one day worth of food left, you're out of water and you see the helicopter above your head. But that, other than that, I mean, yelling, screaming, they're, they're you know, they're just, nature's got so many beautiful sounds to it. Uh, so, you know, the, I know Ariane is just the, the, that is her big pet peeve when people, when we were hiking sometimes, um, we took a group to uh, Cumberland Island, um, did a backpacking trip down there in uh, the coastal Georgia area. And um, wow, we had this. We had two people that were on their phone pretty much all the time because there was cell service. Yeah. Please, please just turn your ringers off. Uh, put your phone down. I- if you want to be on your phone and you have the capability of cell service, for the love of God, I don't want to hear what's going on in your Facebook feed. I don't want to play by play of what your friends are doing in this exact moment. I am out there to get away from technology and to remove myself from the chaos of everyday life. I want to be removed from that. And I think a lot of people think similarly. You know, I know Scott has pulled out his phone multiple times to check weather reports. And even that drives me crazy. And I walk away, I roll my eyes and I'm like, who cares about the weather? It is what it is. But that is an internal pet peeve of mine that really just like gets to my core. But I think it's very respectful. Turn off the ringers, do it in silence. Don't, don't. Yeah, because I mean, and that's one of the leave no trace principles too, is just you know, other people are out there trying to enjoy it, so let them enjoy it. And uh, you know, it uh, it is it is it's kind of a unwritten rule, kind of a common sense rule, but it's also a huge 
hugely forgotten unwritten rules. We're so so connected to technology and our phones and it's easy it's very easy to forget that not everybody not everybody wants to be attached to it when they when they are removed from it. So um, I can assure you, like I, I go as long as possible when we come back from a backpacking trip. I, I, I try as long as possible to turn off that airplane mode because <laughs> I hate seeing the barrage of stuff come at me. But uh, which leads us into our next <laughs> next uh, trail etiquette is suffer in silence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Suffer in silence is a big one uh, because. Look, you know, uh, if you're out there and it's cold or it's raining or the weather changes, we're all embracing the suck, right? Um, and we know we're all embracing the suck. Um, but sometimes um, there's a, if you're that one person that needs to tell everybody how bad it is and how much, you know, the suck really is, just suffer in silence. <laughs> just, you know, we, we all we're all getting wet with you. No one else is enjoying the 2,000-foot elevation game. Yeah, we all know. Yeah, we're all climbing uphill with you. So just remain positive. And if you can't remain positive, just, you know, kind of internalize it. Uh, don't complain out loud and get everybody else down. Uh, but at the same time, you know, use your people to rely on. So uh, don't blind another fellow hiker because it's going to be harder to lead them out of the wilderness if they cannot see it makes your job harder yeah this is pretty simple it's kind of a common sense thing if you have your headlamp on your camp uh if you have a red light turn on the red light um there's nothing worse than looking at a you know 75 to 130 lumen light <laughs> in my eyeball I, I can't even see. I'm not. I'm certainly not listening to anything that anybody is saying. I'm worried about my just retina. Closing my eyes. I'm worried about going blind. So, uh, turn your lights on to red. There are certain parts of the uh, in certain national park areas that um, there are different different times during the year that. Uh, I'm thinking about the fireflies in the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. Right. Specifically, that's mandatory to have a, a red light on. You cannot shine your headlamp because it screws up the firefly. So there are times, and these are all common sense things, but there are times that, you know, do, you turn off your headlamp, turn it out to red, and if you don't have a headlamp with a red um, light on it, look, look into that. It, it definitely... Is so much more helpful to, you know, get things going or sit around the campfire um, and look at the person that is speaking instead of going, oh, my God, I'm blinded by the light. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, somebody is going to be holding a conversation with their head to the ground because they cannot look at you. Yeah. It's very easy to forget that Scott you have is a so blinded. rude. He never looks at me when he talks to me. <laughs> um, uh, so out of respect of people's eyes uh the wilderness is not a controlled testing lab for bear spray yeah so when i worked at rei uh one uh one day someone wanted to um open up the package of bear spray and test it and uh, don't don't test bear this spray is, this when is not are, to be used on humans <laughs> yeah when there are other people around don't test your bear spray so we had to close the entire store because they um they, well, they activated the bear spray and the bear spray went into ventilation. Ventilation um, quickly 
distributed the bear spray and everybody um, went blind. Please so learn how to use your gear before you hit the trail. We had to close the store. And that's a true story, by the way. And so they stopped putting bear spray out in the public. It's usually in the back in the in the um, in the uh, stock room. So if you're on the trail and you're with your friends and you want to, you know, hey, man, I want to kind of learn how to use this bear spray. Don't don't do it. Don't do it with don't don't point it at your friend or by people because um, air tends to uh, take bear spray and float it. Same with bug spray and or any kind of spray or aerosol spray. Be 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 wary of the wind, you know, be wary of the wind. And, and never test bear spray upwind. Yeah. Um, that's not going to be well for you either. <laughs> Another thing that's not going to do you so well is bring. Well, it's not going to do me well. Bring your own coffee. <laughs> yeah. Cannot tell you how many times I have had to share my coffee because people are not prepared. Yes, this is a personal pet peeve, but trust me, you do not want me to be a hiking partner or part of your group if I do not have a sufficient amount of coffee in my system in the morning. Yeah, so it, this is another kind of like a, just a, a trail etiquette of, you know, just bring, kind of bring your own stuff, you know, unless something's provided for you. But, you know, uh, coffee's coffee seems to be a big one out there. <laughs> hey, man, do you have an extra cup of coffee? Now, I do, and we do, but you may get, no. No. no, I don't. <laughs> and I feel bad. I feel bad by denying that person a cup of coffee. But if I have, obviously, if I have more than enough or, or we have more than enough, always happy to share. Always, always happy to share. It's always a good thing. But there you're... are, but, but there are times that, you know, you're responsible for your own gear and your own stuff. And, um, you know, the, the, um, the, 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 I don't want to, how do I say it? Like mooching off of others. Don't mooch. Um, mooch. Because kind of people pick that up right away. It happens a lot uh, on through hikers with the AT. In in some retrospects, they're doing it because they hate their food and they they have they just haven't planned well enough or they're just tired or something looks really good and they maybe they've never drank coffee in their life and they're like you know i'm gonna try a cup of coffee do you mind if i have a cup of coffee in that case that's fine but if you're not prepared and you haven't brought uh ample enough uh food um the coffee seems to be a big one for some reason and you'll probably get turned. You'll probably get turned down. Like I just don't have enough. <laughs> uh, but I love. I love it when uh, people try to share things that they have in excess. Well, we should love sharing food. I right. mean, the food thing is one. You want to bite. You want to taste this. I love taste. it when That's people awesome. share it with me. Well, <laughs> yeah, you give them the look if they don't. So, so uh, all right. So pack it in, pack it out. Yes, it's the leave no trace principle, but I am serious. Pack it in, then please pack it out. I hate seeing a debris field of snow in July. Yeah, yeah, it's getting bad in, 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 some, in some places. So just pack it in, pack it out. I know it's a, you know, I, I know it's a dirty business. I know it's uh it's an it's an issue, um, but um, just always make sure you you pack it in, pack it out for sure. And I also think you know uh, be considerate. Fire pits are not trash cans. Uh, a lot of people think, well, I have this biodegradable this, or 
you know, this apple core or uh, this biodegradable toilet paper or whatnot. But it's not biodegradable because an animal is going to get to it before it has time to do its biodegrading. Yeah. And that's a big misconception. I think the biggest thing is try not to burn your trash in the fire pit. Yeah. That, that's all. It's, you know, it, it gets it gets really uh, sticky because there are, there's food not indigenous to some wildlife in that area. And you're introducing that food. And so, uh, you know, and every animal in the world knows to go to campfire to find food. So try not to burn trash. That's the big thing. Just, you know. Um, we've had this big debate before about burying coffee grounds, throwing coffee grounds in the fire. That's a huge debate. And, um, the only thing is, is that I've never seen any wildlife, um, drink coffee, um, ever. Um, and so that they're not used to it. It's probably good for the soil. Absolutely. Nobody would disagree with that. Um, but, but it's not good for wildlife. So just try not to burn Trying, we always pack out our coffee grounds if we have some. If we actually make uh, coffee with real coffee grounds, we pack it out and just try not to burn trash on the fire. That's that's the big one. Equally, where is the lost and found counter in in the wilderness? This is a common uh, one that's really really difficult because you see all the time people leaving things on tree branches. Um, so when is it? Do you know to either pack out the lost piece uh, because it's now trash or when do you put it somewhere for somebody to find in return? So that that's that's a big like what is the etiquette? Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, it's one thing if someone's right behind you. But the, the rule is, is, you know, don't you know, just don't leave things laying around. Uh, for other people to find it's probably not going to get to the person that you, it was intended to and um, it, it's you know if you see something on the ground and it looks like it's somebody's like a hat or a sock hats and socks are big yep. on the trail yep um, gloves gloves just just put it in your backpack it's not a really a, a big deal um, and pack it out and just you know like you know hey you know uh, our you know, put it on. I mean, there's so many Facebook groups now. There's so many different sites and community groups to and trail uh, groups that you know, if you're hiking a, a big trail in in a in a uh, national forest, just hey, I found this shoe, or I found this hat, or I found this sock. Put a picture of it, post it, and it's probably a really good way for people to start claiming some of the stuff that they left because. They spent money on that gear or they spent money on it. They probably uh, would like to have it back. Even the muddy hat and the dirty sock um, or, you know, the, the soaking wet bandana, whatever you find, um, you know, maybe they would like it back. Right. And it, just take it off the trail. I think that's really good etiquette. Yeah. For those directionally challenged, let Karens be. Karens are not intended as an interactive art installation piece for you to mess around with or to add to or to remove. That's a big one because um, they are important trail reminders, not art pieces. Um, so I, I think that in many cases, they're there for a purpose and a reason. And, and that's what they're intended to be. And they really do throw people off 
when there is a random Karen because people enjoy making them. They're fun to make. Uh, they're interactive. They're engaged. Like, don't do them. It really does throw off. It tra- uh, Karens are intended to be a resource for where the trail is leading you. Yeah, there are a lot of trails that uh, you live or die by a Karen. Right. And so right. you got to be really careful with the Karen stuff. Um, I think I've come across some Karens that are really cool and they have made it into an art, but that's a trail marker. And so in that case, you know, I go back and forth with it, but don't, don't, um, don't, oh, never knock down a Karen. Oh, and if you see a Karen that is knocked down and it's a trail marker, maybe just, you know, take a, a second just to kind of put it back up. You know, there's a lot of trails where people will just knock down these Karens. And again, it's funny until you're lost out there and you are yelling in the canyon. <laughs> so <laughs> just be careful. Particularly in Karens. areas that Karens um, are, are very needed for navigation. And last one. Yeah, and I wanted to say before we end the podcast that our podcast is sponsored by The Backpacker Store. That's www.thebackpackerstore.com. It is a great resource for the upcoming holidays because all the gear is marked down to 30% and above. It's all overstock gear from REI, Moose Jaw, Climate, Hyperlite, Big Agnes. All of the big manufacturers are on the backpackerstore.com and the power is in the search. So if you go to the search bar and type in your piece of gear or the manufacturer you want to take a look at, Marmot sleeping bags, and you have a specific gear you want to take a look at. All of the gear is out there, and then you can compare prices. So it's really good resource for the holidays. Don't forget the backpackerstore.com. And we take pieces of gear off of that backpacker store that's on sale, and we talk about it on our Patreon page on Gear Talk. That's a new podcast that we are doing on our Patreon page, Trust the Trail. Um, gear talk and that's on patreon.com forward slash trust the trail and that's our new gear talk podcast (laughs) last but not least we promised you we tell you how we really feel about dogs so your dog is not another man's best friend i know you want to believe it is but they're always not a lot of times you know, dogs, people are uh, intimidated by dogs or nervous by dogs or don't necessarily want to engage with them. So keep them on leash, particularly when you are approaching a group of people or another person on the trail. It is, it is, it's etiquette it's adequate at its best. Uh, you know, just be respectful of, of how other people feel about their dog. Yeah. So when you're on the trail and you're hiking and you got your dog and it's not on leash, we take our dogs off leash when we're in the wilderness, but all of a sudden we see somebody else. We stop our dogs, we leash them up because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know. Maybe their dog is behind them and we can't see another dog. So or if we see another dog, definitely our dogs get leashed up. So there's com- some common sense things on the trail. You don't want to have a dog fight on the trail. You don't want your dog to be eating everybody else's food when you are trying to balance boiling water on a pocket rocket. So that's a great time to leash your dog. Let your dog eat by itself. That you know, your dog has time out. You have dinner. Let everybody else finish dinner 
before you unleash your dog and everybody gets to pet your dog at the campsite, which is great. That's there's no problem with that. But there's nothing worse than your dog um, knocking over boiling water or in some cases catching its tail on fire because of a pocket <laughs> rocket. So you just want to have some common sense um, issues. Not every dog is going to be friendly on the trail. Uh, not every person with their dog is going to be friendly on the trail when they see your dog. So it's always a really good idea when you see somebody come in and your dog's off leash, just snap that leash on. It takes about a second to do. And, um, you know, just make sure. <laughs> how many dog fights do you see every day? <laughs> so <laughs> not all dogs, One not too all many. dogs, just because another dog sits another dog's butt, that doesn't mean they're going to be best friends. <laughs> so you just got to be careful of that. <laughs> Well, anyway, you guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We hope you guys had a little fun with the podcast, but some of them are also some things to remember for sure. If you enjoy the podcast, post a comment on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. It definitely helps spread the word for our podcast. Shout outs to our lovely and amazing Facebook members. We'll be cooking Thanksgiving live on our Trust the Trail Facebook podcast group. Our Patreons absolutely love you guys. John Phillips, Rick, Jerry, Shirley, Chuck, Jerry, Suzanne, Brad, Bill, Cottrell, Nick, Dyer, Helene, Mike, Jacqueline, Danny, Jack Masters, Amy Tappendorf, and Jeff Neiman and Kathy Kennison. Really appreciate all of your support and just all the love that you guys give us. If you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcasts or content creators. In this case, all you need to do is create an account and go to Trust the Trail Podcast. And as little as $2 a month, get special benefits for exclusive content. Our $5 a month tier, of course, and above gets our Gear Talk podcast every week. Our podcasts are available on any of your favorite podcatchers. If we're not on it, let us know. We'll get it on there. You can also follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail, and the Trust the Trail Facebook page. So remember, this holiday season, this Thanksgiving, the trail gives you everything you need. Be nice to it because it will be nice to you. Be nice to your fellow hikers. Say hello. Say hello to them. And don't ask them, you hiking alone? Trail gives you everything that you need. So trust the trail, you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Bye.